Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of the Niner Noise Podcast, part of the Fan-Sided Podcast Network. My name is Robert Morrison. I am a contributor at Niner Noise, and here with me once again, um, so you won't have to put up with my solo ranting anymore, is our um, our fearless leader over at Niner Noise, Peter Fantasy. Uh Peter, how are things, man? Things are things, you know. Um, we're almost at the quarter or the waypoint of the... Uh, NFL season. I, I, I How does that happen like that so fast? I don't know. Like, I was just thinking cool. about it, like, the start of the preseason. Where it seems like it's yesterday. And how excited you get for preseason week one because it's like, oh, it's football. Even though, you, like, ten minutes into the preseason, you're like, ah, oh, I'm so over this. But, like, that was six games ago. <laughs> it's like, man, what happened? Like, where did the time go? But... You know, here we are, quarter of the way, Mark, uh, at the end of this upcoming weekend, 49ers closing it out on Monday Night Football. And I usually like to say that you need at least a quarter of football in terms of a season to gauge how teams are. And so, <laughs> you know, the first quarter mark for, for not just the 49ers, but really everybody else in the league should be fairly telling. And yes, of course, things change as the year draws along, but... Uh, it does kind of give you a pretty good pulse on on how things are looking. So oh, gracious. Yeah, this time next week will be uh, <laughs> provocative, to say the least. I guess like we're in trouble if we're uh, bait, if we're if we're if we're learning anything uh, from from the first three weeks from the 49ers, we're 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 probably going to 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 gain nothing. Um, it's uh, it's been three it's been like three wor- three weeks three games right so far and I've, and I feel like we've had three different discourses you know in 49ers Twitter and elsewhere and that's discourses with a capital D because we have to punctuate it very importantly um, so so far in three games we've gone through uh, wait a minute maybe Lance is not good enough uh, this team is going nowhere um week two was wait a minute are we using lance, was lance being used correctly and also it's a good thing that we kept garoppolo and then less than a week later it's like oops <laughs> jimmy garoppolo still isn't all that very good and probably we should have just 
let him go away and let Brock Purdy start. Like, I think I've heard just a few people who are ready to to start the Purdy train. Um, <laughs> so it's it's wild how much this this team has gone through. And so if if it indeed is, um, we're gonna we're only gonna add one more thing to this. Although I suppose week three's discourse could continue into week into the end of week four if Garoppolo continues to struggle. Um, but uh, not a, not a great place to be um, heading into this this primetime game coming off one of the worst NFL regular season games I've ever had the good fortune of, of watching in my life um, was uh, that uh, that game last Sunday night. I was uh, flying back in um, from being out of town that weekend and uh, my my dad picked me up and so we're kind of following the game get through and we're like oh everything's looking good we're up seven nothing and the you know denver isn't doing anything and then we know how the rest of that went so um it's it's just exciting exciting times for 49ers fans for sure yeah i've seen that 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 play that that, that book play out so many times yeah with with russell wilson up in seattle and the only difference being is <sighs> How how horrible the game was! I mean, it was awful, like, like literally drudgery to watch. And then I think I got around the third quarter, uh, and the 49ers weren't doing anything on offense, and and Denver was starting to pick it up a, a little bit. And I just said, you know what? I'm going to pre-write the mm. recap right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm leaving some spaces blank, and like, okay, you know, I don't know totally what's going to happen, but I do as much framework as possible, and I'm like. I'm I'm already like framing this as a 49ers loss because I I know it and 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 look Russell Wilson was terrible, yeah. But there's one drive and I'm like he's gonna have that mm-hmm. one drive that somehow puts Denver ahead and there you go. And then I think it was, um, it was so it, it was funny. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sidestep. <laughs> it was funny. Like sad um, funny. Like yeah, sad funny. Very sad funny. But. Right. Uh, Zane Nockby of um, the 49ers web zone um, uh, no huddle podcast. He tweeted out, I think on that second to last 49ers drive or, or last 49ers, no, second to last 49ers drive. Um, they were trailing by that point. And he mm-hmm. tweets out, he's like, you know, like here it comes the inevitable, you know, fourth quarter boneheaded Jimmy Garoppolo interception. <laughs> And there it came. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I tweeted back at him. I'm like, please, God, Zane, don't say that. Although I think you're right. And uh, sure enough, that's what happened. And I was like, yeah. oh, man. Triple coverage. Like, you just knew the story before it even happened. It was just a, 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 a terrible story in comparison to, to <laughs> so many of those other games where Russell Wilson had that type of drive after being, right. you know, so-so mid um earlier in the game but hey you know what like you said that was a um one odd chapter in this 49ers season out of many odd chapters so uh on to the next i could do with a little less oddness moving forward but that's just me um uh, although you know at at this point we're kind of hoping that some of the trends in 49ers history continue because uh, the 49ers are going to welcome the Los Angeles Rams to Levi Stadium Monday Night Football, as you said, to close out week number four of the NFL season. This is going to be a really long week, actually, because there's a London game this week as well. 
so the first game of the well of the weekend, um, not counting the one that's currently happening uh, Thursday night football, will start at 9:30 Eastern time. Um, God bless anybody who has to get up for that game if you are on the West Coast, because um, that's it's, it's real early. Um, I'm glad that I I don't have to worry about it personally. So that's just me. Uh, but yeah, so Monday night football. Levi Stadium first primetime game of the year for uh for the uh for the stadium for 49ers fans in Santa Clara um and of course um the Niners have uh, have have done pretty well against the Rams recently other than a certain game that we don't have to talk about um the most recent matchup between these two teams um Rams are coming in at uh 2 and 1 but I think it's pretty safe to say, as we'll probably get into here in a little bit, it's not like the most convincing two and one of all time. Um, you know, they lost the Bills in week one. They beat the Falcons in week two, and they, you know, kind of sludged, sludged through and beat the the Cardinals uh, last week um, in Arizona. So they have their second straight uh, road game after two home games in a row to open the season. Um and then we'll see that we'll see them again uh, in just a couple of weeks as they uh, as the Niners travel to Los Angeles to play at SoFi on October thirtieth. So, quick turnaround time in getting their uh, their uh, division rivals. And uh, I I would think like the team that the Niners have to worry about most if they have any intentions of winning this division. So it's kind of strange that they did this with the schedule. I think we talked about this in the off season when they first released the schedule, but it is a sort of strange thing to see these two teams that I would think most, most uh, odds makers have them at one and two in the division, even at this point, And they're going to be done with each other after week eight. Yeah. And, and you remember last year. So like, you know, a couple of key points on that, like you, you go back to last season and I remember you brought this up that uh, 49ers and Rams final regular season, game of the year and you were kind of stressing out like that might determine something major in the division right like a little that, bit. Could de- that could determine the nfc west you know it turns out it didn't determine the division but the 49ers needed that game to get into the playoffs and that was arguably probably the most exciting regular season game the niners played <laughs> you know and the overtime win down in la sofi stadium being completely taken over so, yeah, and, and then heading into this year, knowing that you know, Seattle stinks, um, Arizona's regressed, and, you know, maybe the Rams have regressed a little bit too, Super Bowl, Super Bowl hangover and everything like that, but, you know, figured that they would be one and two, either or, in the division. Um, it, why not push that towards the end of the year? I don't know. I mean, the final regular season game of the year you know, at home against the Cardinals, like, Great divisional matchup, sure. <laughs> I, I just based on what Cliff Kingsbury's squads have done, I don't think the Cardinals are going to be in the dance at that point. So, time time will tell, I suppose. But um, all right, so let's uh, let's talk a little bit more about this game with the Rams. Um, we'll talk about their how their season's going so far. But before we do that, want to want to talk briefly about where where the teams are in terms of health. Um, I think we jinxed it a couple of weeks ago when we talked about, you know, that relatively speaking, the Niners are in pretty good shape. Um, and now you look at their, 
at their injury report and it's it's not not looking great um so we know aziz alshire is going to be out for an extended period of time um as of yet not been put on the um ir i don't believe so he's still out there and technically available um i guess we'll see if that if if that happens for him eventually uh, Eric Armstead still out uh, with a foot injury. I believe Kyle Shanahan called it plantar fasciitis today, which is not good news at all because that's a, a tech a, can be a very long and lingering is- issue. And we just hope that Armstead will be able to to get back from that here pretty soon. Um, Ty Davis Price continues to be out with that high ankle sprain. Um, and um, that is the, the the people we knew about. Then they added to the list um, from Thursday. Uh, Ross Dwelly didn't practice with a rib injury. Danny Gray didn't practice with a hip injury. Javon Kinlaw didn't practice with a knee injury. And that's scary for Niners fans. Uh, Tyler Croft continues not to not to practice with a hip with a knee injury. Uh, Trent Williams out with the ankle uh, high ankle sprain as well. Also not going on IR as of right now. Um, some good news is that Daniel Brunskill is back in a limited sense. Um, I. I I, I think I, I didn't hear this directly, but it seemed like Shanahan insinuated that he might be available, maybe not as a starter, but I don't I don't know that he's looking like he might be trending upwards to be um, able to play. And if he could, that might be useful, especially if he could maybe slide in as a as the left tackle in place of Trent Williams. I, I, I didn't feel super good about what. Uh, Jalen Moore nor Colton McKivitz provided in um, his stead towards the end of the, the game on Sunday. And then the last name for the 49ers is Tarvarius Moore. Hamstring issue also. He was limited as well. Um, he hasn't really been a major contributor thus far. Um, but considering that Jimmy Ward is, our, is still out at least one more this this last week, hopefully, um, in the, the safety depth, it's just something to be concerned about. And if, if he can be out there and available, that would be super useful, um, from 49ers perspective. So sorry, 49ers fans that we jinxed it. We shouldn't have talked about how relatively healthy this team was. And now here they are. So our bad. I honestly think Jalen Moore's, I think he played four snaps. Those might've been the worst four snaps I've seen any 49ers offensive lineman play in a while. <laughs> I mean, first pass set gets completely blown up. I think Bradley Chubb just completely just blew him up, blew through him, and and Jimmy Garoppolo goes down, and the run blocking wasn't great. And, and man, he got the plug pulled on him in an instant. And, yeah, he did. And yeah, the kid wasn't exactly much better, but like, okay, <laughs> like, okay, great. You know, um, they got to face the. Uh, the Rams with uh, Aaron Donald doing so good times. Yeah, yeah, good times. I don't know if you saw. There's a I, I saw a video of uh, just somebody had screenshotted <laughs> apparently from the, I guess from the All 22 like use check like death staring Jalen Moore <laughs> out of the, out of the stadium basically because he he missed a block or something like that on a run play and and it got bl- blown up and <laughs> you could just see use check's head like turn and just sort of like. What what are you doing here exactly? Like, help me out here, man. I miss that. I'm gonna have to look for it. That's pretty. I must get this pretty good. Yeah, it's uh, it's very, it's it, and the way that the video was posted is, I don't know if it was a slow turn or if the guy just recorded it in slow mo, but it was very dramatic. Like, there, oh, gracious. Um, the Rams by um, uh, on the other side of of the health issue. Um, just five guys on there. 
uh, injury list. Brian Allen, uh, the center, uh, Kobe Durant, cornerback, and actually all defensive back issues. Uh, Kobe Durant, a quarterback, a cornerback, David Long uh, listed as a defensive back with a groin injury and Jordan Fuller with a hamstring injury, all did not practice. And then Darian Kendrick is another corner. He's in the concussion protocol. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm not really sure uh, where those where those guys are going to going to fall in line. But it certainly is um, from that perspective. You look at it and you're like, OK, um, that, you know, is going to put put the Rams in a position where they might be a little bit vulnerable in the defensive backfield. Although, unfortunately, they still have that that one guy who wears number five, who's pretty good um, in their defensive backfield. So that makes up for for certain things, I'm, I'm sure. Um but it'll be interesting to see the direction that goes. But none of their big names are are looking to be out. Although it looks like Brian Allen has been has been missing much of the season. Um, and as we'll get into, I'm sure in a little bit, if there is uh, a, it's an area of concern that this this team has had, this Rams team has had so far, it's it's that their offensive line has not been super great, um, and that's led to some some other problems and other areas um, that we'll that we'll talk about. But uh, uh, any reactions to, to anything there before we get into the the meat of oh, gosh, the? Uh, I could, yeah, I could go go off for days on this 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 matchup and why it's it's a little uh, it might be actually advantageous for San Francisco to have a, a get right game. Um, but before we get into the meat of that, I'll I'll, I'll kind of just probe it by this. You remember last year, kind of at this time after that three and five start. You know, I do. It kind of yep. feels somewhat similar now where, you know, in come the Rams. The Rams were playing hot this time last year. The Niners were not. And we were like, there's no way the 49ers win this game. None at all. Um, I remember we had Kyle Juszczyk, speaking of, of Juice, we had him on the pod. And mm-hmm. he was saying how, hey, it's week-to-week business. Like, you know, you're down in the dumps one week, but then, you know, the next week, even on any given play, things turn around. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like, all right, that's what you're supposed to say as a player. I get it, right? <laughs> you're not going to say, yeah, we suck right now. and It's not going to end. We just, we still suck. Like, of course you're not going to say that. Um, but he was right, right? I mean, like, it was a get-right game. 49ers crushed the Rams 31-10. to 10. Matthew Stafford gets picked off twice. And, I mean, it was, like, the most unexpected of things. So, you know, in this matchup, you know, and granted, two and one versus one and two, Rams versus 49ers record-wise, there's not a lot of separation. But, it, you know, this could be one of those pivotal turning point games where the misery of last Sunday night is almost completely erased. And the context is set up for it. As you mentioned, the Rams, they're, you know, looking a little for, uh, a little vulnerable. And, yep. uh and there's a lot of stats that suggest it, but I've been pouring over <laughs> today, <laughs> yesterday, you know, just kind of like, wow, that, that stands out. And I'm sure we'll get into those here. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's, uh, that's, that's a, a great transition point into, into looking at, uh, at this game with some more depth as we, as we often do, we talk about reasons for optimism and reasons for concern. Um, so Peter, let, let's, I'll, I'll give you an opportunity to, 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 to hit us with some of those statistics and tell us why you're feeling optimistic about this one. All right. So you can lead off with the fact, Hey, 49ers have beaten the Rams six out of the last seven times. So, you know, Sean McVay won't say it, but maybe Kyle Shanahan's in McVay's head a little bit, you know, some 
some teams and coaches just don't match up well against the others. So maybe McVay says that. I don't know. Whatever. Um, but look, you're looking at a Rams team that is very, what do the kids say now? Mid? <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> is that right? Yeah, that sounds right. That, sure. That's the phrase. Yeah, they're very mid. Um, their offense is sus. Uh, and, and, Man, we're um, really getting hip on this on the know, this podcast exactly. today. Look at us! I'm gonna, just, I'm gonna start using emojis on things. Um, oh. So, like, you know, the inner end. Um, you know, if you just look at the overall offensive you know, numbers, Rams, you know, 15th best scoring offense, very mid, right? 61 points scored. Um, you know, the rushing attack isn't particularly great. You know, you figure a, a, a Sean McVay team would run the ball a lot, even with Matthew Stafford there, but they're averaging 3.4 yards a carry. That's, you know, bottom five. Um, you know, they, it's uh, their big offseason acquisition. Uh, Allen Robinson has done hardly anything, you know, this season. I think he's got like less than 100 receiving yards total i think what is it 88 receiving yards yeah, on seven, receptions. Se- seven catches for 88 yards yeah, yeah on 12 on 12 targets so nothing. so for the most part it's it's cooper cup obviously that makes sense that's you would expect that tyler higby's been a little bit of a, of a factor and uh and, and this this other wide receiver ben skroenick i think his uh-huh. name is um kind of another x factor too but you figure Allen robinson would be much more of a of an impact player he hasn't been and you get into some of the Rams' problems. Matthew Stafford, who's tossed four touchdowns against five interceptions. That's not good. <laughs> you know, and he, he's taken nine sacks, so it's possible to get to him again, especially behind that so-so offensive line. He's already banged up during the preseason, um, or going into the regular season, I should say. Um, the, uh, you, you, you tend to think of the 49ers as having really bad um, – second half offenses, right? Like that's just been kind of a story this year. So I was looking at some of the numbers, the 49ers in the fourth quarter have averaged, I think they've gotten a total of, of 10 points total in the fourth quarter. So you're you know looking at a three game average of 3.3 points or 3.3 bar. If we're getting to our math <laughs> type stuff, but they're averaging 3.3 points per fourth quarter. The 49ers are the Rams. They have three points in fourth quarter all year long. <laughs> like they're averaging one point wow. per fourth quarter. Yeah. So it was like, I was like, wow, fourth quarter scoring for Los Angeles is, is not good. And when you go back, okay, they beat the Cardinals last week. Okay, fine. You go back to that week two game. Mm-hmm. The, Fal- the Falcons might have the worst roster in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that team, it, it, give them, give them credit. You know, they're feisty. You know, Kyle Pitts is really good, but like in terms of talent, that roster is crap. And you look at what the Falcons did down the stretch in that week two game, uh, you know, in Southern California, right? Like <laughs> that was, that was at SoFi. And the Falcons scrapped their way back, whereas the Rams just couldn't put that game away and struggled to score late. Um, gosh, that's telling, right? Yeah. Like, huh, okay, this isn't your same Rams team. And like, going back to last year, the Rams weren't the best team in the NFL. And I'm sure the, the three Rams fans who listen to the Niner Noise podcast were like, what are you talking about? They won't <laughs> hey, guys. Yeah, hey, you know, don't, don't hate us. But we're, if anything, this just says that the best team doesn't always win the 
Super Bowl every year. Sure. Gotta get a little lucky and, and get hot at the right time. But anyway, um, the Rams weren't the best team in the NFL last year. They they were good, but they weren't great, and that proved out to be enough. This year, some of the regressions, call it a Super Bowl hangover. You can look at uh, you know some of the defensive woes. You know, not so great of a pass rush. Bobby Wagner's been okay, but he's no longer the player he once was. Um, you know, and, and, and the star power that used to be there on that defensive side of the ball. I mean, sure, Aaron Donald is Aaron Donald, and Jalen Ramsey's Jalen Ramsey. But you know, defensively, it's ah, you know, it's a so-so. It's a so-so defense, ranked 20th in scoring. They've they've given up more points, 70, and that's pretty much skewed by Week One against the Bills. Um, then they've scored in 61. So you know, a, a, a very average offense right now slightly below defense one that couldn't put away a bad falcons team the rams are vulnerable and when you mm-hmm. tack on the fact the 49ers for the most part over the last three years have had their number all the room for confidence right there and hey look san francisco you better be pissed off after what happened this week. <laughs> jimmy garoppolo if you're saying on the field draw play suck man or whatever it is or, that he said that clip was, i think he said i ordered pizza man yeah like, yeah, or whatever, but um, you get right game. Now's your get yep. right game, and, and if you're pissed off and you go into that week more, you know, pissed off. Um, hopefully that does it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll I'll definitely good things there for sure. And and I was gonna say like even Cooper Cup has been like fine. Like he's got 28 catches, but he only has 280 yards. So that's not like. Like ten yards per catch is kind of low for him, so that's an interesting. And he's and he's very much like he's far and away their their leading receiver. And after that, it's kind of like, okay, like yeah, he's been a good receiver. Yeah, he, yeah, he's been a good receiver. Not like like both he and Debo Samuel were this time last year, where right. they like dominating already, the league, <laughs> already pushing a thousand yards. And yeah, yeah, both yeah. Of them, he's, like, he's been a good receiver, and that's fine. And he's still a very good receiver, and and. Great. He and Debo were both all pros. This yeah. year it's just been, yeah, you're you're good. You'll probably yeah. get a Pro Bowl based on name recognition. For sure. Before we go any further, let's take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. 
Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. And we're back. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely with you on, on pretty much everything there. Um, my, my reason for optimism is probably going to be one that will be a reason to be optimistic about just about every game for the 49ers this season. It's why I, I, you look at the schedule and you look at this, this team across the board and you're like, okay, I, I, maybe there's a game here or there where they're going to, they're going to find themselves overmatched. But I think by and large, um, they're going to be able to stay in games because their defense is oh so very good. Um, it, it's 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 been one of the the, the best units in the league so far. Um, it's borderline, you know, bordering on in on historical records at least through uh, through three games so far. I think the act their actual points allowed is 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 a little, like ridiculously low. Um, they're they're sitting at they're according to Pro Football Reference they're sitting at at. They've allowed 37 points, but as we know, um, they they got seven added to that total against the Seahawks, and the defense didn't give those up. Uh, they have two added to that total from the Broncos, and they didn't give up those points because that was some certain quarterback who didn't know where he was standing on the field. Um, so there's <laughs> there's nine points right there. So the defense has really only given up what's that uh, 20 uh, 28 points in three games um, and that that's that's pretty good um I, I'd, I'd say that that would that would that would hold up if they if they could somehow manage to to just continue to give up whatever that number is and not sure off the top of my head what is that that's like like less than 10 points per game so that's that's pretty good um <laughs> if they can continue to do that I think they'll be okay um you know they've been okay. Um, or they've been really just really good across the board and everything. The re- the only thing they're not really doing at a, at a high clip at this particular juncture is is creating turnovers, um, and that's something that they're going to need to do to kind of take that next step because it looks to me um, at this point like this offense is going to need some help, right? And more than just um, continuing to stop the other team, but they're going to really have to put the clamps on them to the point where this defense might have to score a couple of touchdowns this year in order to, to get this offense over the, over the hump. They might have to, you know, create some turnovers. That's going to give the the offense short field so they can score more touchdowns because they just can't hold on to the ball for a, an extended period of time. Um, but you know, they're second in yards allowed, um, which is 681 through three games. Um, 
they're they're first against the pass, uh, both in terms of uh, completions allowed and yards. Um, they're third in yards allowed per per rushing attempt at just two point eight yards per carry on eighty four attempts, which is a you know a solid solid number through for opponents through three games. Um, this defense is just fantastic, and I'm you know we're three weeks in, and so I'm not like gonna be get like overly concerned but every week that this goes on where the offense struggles and the defense continues to do the thing that they're doing we're going to have more head shaking and like why are we wasting this this fantastic defense on an offense that can't figure it out and um but yeah i mean that that very thing the existence of that defense and the and it continues to 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 improve hopefully from week to week as you're starting to see players like drake jackson start to get into the mold and um, you know, Diamondor Lenore has stepped in as the as the slot uh, cornerback and has been is playing playing really well. Um, I mean, people made fun of the fact that they only, the only thing quote unquote only thing they did over the offseason was was sign Charvarius Moore or Ward, and it's been a game changer <laughs> for this defense. The fact that they actually have two cornerbacks that opposing teams look at and go. I don't really want to throw at either of them, to be quite honest with you. And that seems to be helping along with the fact that their pass rush is, is so excellent. Um, and so the defense makes me feel confident, even if the offense is sputtering away um, through <laughs> through three games. You talked about the Rams not scoring points there. They're at, they're at what, 15th in the, in the NFL. The Niners sitting at um, <clears throat> 28th, um, which is bad, is my understanding. <laughs> as, as Pretty bad. So, Yes. Yeah. 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 It, interesting point about about Charvarius Ward. You know, Cooper Cup went off against the 49ers last year, all three games. I mean, and dominated the NFC Championship game. Really good during the regular season contest. Uh, that was the Josh Norman led corner mm. So totally different makeup. I was, you know, kind of looking at some preview work for um, for Niner Noise over on the website that'll come out. Um, you know, as, as we get closer to the game, and it's like, okay, <laughs> like Tarverius Ward is forcing opposing quarterbacks to throw for I think it's like a 35 passer rating, something around that. Like it's mm. it's just astronomically good. And Emmanuel Mosley is is playing excellent football too on the other side. So, so yeah, I mean, th- th- this isn't your this isn't your mom's cornerback room <laughs> like <laughs> this is a very revamped one that's updated and 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 wards made the biggest difference and and in you know talano ufanga playing exceptionally well to sean gibson in relief of jimmy ward i mean he's played well and and when yeah. Ward's coming back so um so yeah it's 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 definitely it, it, all you need for for from san francisco's vantage point it, it, offensive management you know, hey, offense, you don't need to go out there and score, you know, 30 points a game. Just get get three scores, you know, whatever it is. Just <laughs> shoot for three scores every game. Like, mm-hmm. that's it. You can get 20, 21 points, that's fine. That'll be enough. Yep. Yep, totally agree. All right. Um, okay. Well, that was that was the happy conversation. Um, but now, of course, we need to have the, the not-so-happy conversation. So, Peter, hit me with... The area, or if you, if you must, the areas for concern uh, for this one. 49ers getting three scores. <laughs> it's like, wait, yeah, <laughs> wow, that, wow, that yeah. was perfect. Did you do that? We you knew that was that. Like, perfect. Uh, that's not gonna happen now, is it? Uh, oh look, yeah. 
you can make excuses for every single week. I mean, of course, week two is a win. Um, 49ers win 27-7 over, over a bad Seahawks team. Okay, great. Uh, week one, rain, slog fest. Trey Lance first, you know, start as an entrenched starter. Okay, fine. You can even make excuses if you really want to for Jimmy Garoppolo in week three. Oh, it's his first full game as a starter. He didn't play during the offseason or work out with guys. Even though he said the previous week, hey, it's just like riding a bike. Okay, you make whatever excuses. Which you is it, Jimmy? Yeah, this is this. That offense is disjointed. You know, the run game isn't really clicking that much. The whole Debo Samuel wide back thing. I mean, like you look at his stats. Um, you know, and, and gosh, what is it? I, I think he's averaging like six whatever how many yards per carry i think um it's 5.7 at this point i'm oh, sorry 6.5 6.5 yeah, yeah 6.5 yards per carry from debo samuel if you take away that long of 51 yards <laughs> like it goes down to like 3.8 yards a carry or something like that so it's very abysmal um so that's not really fooling anybody um granted elijah mitchell being out hurts the offensive line being banged up hurts um, but the offense is in a funk and, you know, a big change at quarterback. I mean, if let's call it how it is, the Niners are on their backup quarterback, right? You know, and you'd think to yourself, all right, Hey, you know, Jimmy G's an established starter. Well, he, he's very average, right? And if you take away all the game prep, you know, that they should have gone through the 49ers were fully prepared playbook wise, scheme wise, all that to go with Trey Lance. You know, and and they weren't even trying to develop plays and implement plays for for Jimmy Garoppolo's play style. He was going to be gone by now. Um, So, again, I don't want to get too deep into the weeds as far as what Kyle Shanahan needed to to adjust or change or anything like that. But the offense is in a funk. And I don't necessarily see anything that jumps out at you and says, "Okay, this is going to get better soon. Um, the weaponry's there. George Kittle's there. Debo's there. Brandon Ayuk's there. You know, it's pick a running back. And, you know, Jeff Wilson's been serviceable, like in a reserve role over his Niners career. Fine. But it's just in a funk. And I don't know. I kind of have the same sort of feeling that you're going to see an offense that might not be quite as bad as it was in Denver. But that doesn't mean you're going to get some massive bounce back where the 49ers somehow come out and score 28 points or something like that. And, and it could be one of these cases where they got 14 points going into the fourth quarter and the Rams have 17 and Oh, there goes Jimmy Garoppolo throwing another fourth quarter interception. We're having the same conversation from either last week or from after the NFC championship game. And that's, it's, it's literally, it's going to be easy to put it all on Garoppolo to get upset about him. I'm not going to, because I'm going to say the entire offense like is just in a funk right now. Granted, mm-hmm. turn on turn on a dime, but until I see it, I'm 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 not buying it. So I'm concerned about that. Yeah, 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 and I'm I'm right there with you. Obviously, um, losing Trent Williams is not going to help that because you know he's probably the best player in football. Full stop. Um, not just at his position, but but you know. All, all the way across the board. Um, and so losing him is going to be a, a massive thing. I th- think if there, if I can sort of couch a, a tiny bit of optimism within 
the within the <laughs> the concern it's that i think that denver defense is like going to be in the conversation with the niners defense as one of the top units in the in the league um i don't think bar aaron donald and jalen ramsey that this rams defense is all that good um so if there is an opportunity for this niners team for this offense really to kind of get right a little bit um i think that would be the circumstance under which um that could happen but that is that is going to continue to be the area of concern until it seems like they start in the turn a corner um i mean the good news is is that kyle shanahan's teams tend to be pretty streaky um in that regard so hopefully you know kind of once they figure it out they tend to pretty much stay in that zone for a little while um they don't tend to for the most part they don't there's not a lot of like oh well this is going really great okay well now it's not and they, they don't tend to, to roller coaster too very much it tends to be like it's going really great for a really long time or it's just falling apart for, for a really long time so i guess we can rest in in the fact that hopefully eventually this this team is probably too good to to be really bad for the rest of the year but until that offense you know as much as i feel good about the defense until the offense figures something out and the likelihood is they're not going to run into a, a buzzsaw defense like they did against Denver again, maybe for the rest of the year. Um, you know, you look at the at the rest of their schedule, um, you know, the Panthers are pretty decent on, on defensively, but there's some holes there. The Chiefs have played well defensively, and I think that they're there be a team to, to look out for, um, you know, the Chargers, probably the Bucks. And outside of that, I think you can look at those other teams defenses and go, OK, there's places there's things you can do and obviously a lot will change now and like they play tampa in december um but as you look at it i think if if i'm going to be slightly optimistic within my area of concern i think it's fair to say that that the denver defense being very good had something to do with the 49ers funk um from last week and we just got to hope that they can get out of it um because it was starting to trend upward right <laughs> against the seahawks because even with when before Lance went out, they were they were picking up, they were moving the ball. They just weren't able to turn it into touchdowns. And um, I, I, yeah, I mean, it, I know that was a long way around saying that saying more or less the same thing that you said. But the offense is going to to make me worried until they until they show that they can actually pull something, um, pull it together. Um, it's kind of where we're at. And whether or not that will happen, I don't know, because as you as you said, they're having to rebuild an old offense um, with with Garoppolo back there that they weren't gonna they weren't planning on on using this year, um, so that may be part of it. Um, I think they're gonna have to figure out something to, something better to do with with Debo, um, try to find a new wrinkle um, to that running wide back role that he's that he's got because um, when he's had the ball in his hand, he's, hands, uh, especially as a receiver, he's been very useful. Um, Brandon Ayuk has been good when he's been given an opportunity. Um, so it's just about finding these guys and, and giving them a chance to to do it and really as much as possible, letting the skill position players do what they need to do. Um, and as for uh, the running back situation, all I can say is uh, Tevin Coleman. That's all. I'm, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> um, haven't helped us if it comes down to that again. Um, but gosh, it, it could, couldn't it? Like that? Does that seem right to you? I guess. I guess it's where we're headed, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, I, 
Oh man, it's only week four. How are we gonna do this for the rest of the year? I don't know. I don't know. Hey. <laughs> that happens in okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if he's good, look, when Coleman has been good, he's been he really is, good. He's, yeah. he's had he's been really good, but the rest of the time it's just been like, okay, he's not doing the same thing that he did when he scored four touchdowns against the Panthers two years no, ago. So please, no. please, please stop. <laughs> Please, please stop immediately. All right. Um, Peter, any any final thoughts on any of this before we get into possibly the most interesting prediction section of, of the podcast, especially so far this year, I would say? To date, yeah, for sure. I, look, you know, it's a get-right game. The season can turn on a dime. Aside from 2019, Kyle Shanahan offenses have – typically been slow <laughs> to get going you know uh it's a complex system even for players who have been fully immersed in it it takes a while to kind of ramp up to it so it, there's i won't say going to be but there's probably going to be a turning point game where things get better uh is it going to be as drastic as last year i sure hope not but um <laughs> look hey you know it's an opponent the 49ers have had a success against over the years Familiar opponent, uh, rivalry game, things get weird in rivalry games. So, uh, yeah, hey, we'll, uh, we'll see how it breaks down. For what it's worth, odds makers over at WinBet, Niners are 1.5 point favorites. So, uh, make of that what you will. <laughs> I make very little of that, to be honest with you. Um, if they, I guess they covered against uh, Seattle, but other than that, they were favored in the other two games and lost them both. So, yeah, don't don't feel don't feel great about it. But what you know, home a home one one and a half point favorite is not doesn't feel super confident to me. But anyway, um, all right. Well, what do you think? How's this gonna go? I've I've hemmed and hawed and gone back and forth on this uh, several times, uh, and I finally just decided to 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 go with. What, more what I'm hoping than, than what I think might happen. So what do you what do you think, Peter? I yeah okay. So I I'm I'm not gonna go with what I'm hoping for. I'm gonna go okay. With, <laughs> I'm gonna go with what I think's gonna happen. And so I'm gonna call it. You know, Rams come out and and I, I do think it'll kind of play the same kind of path that I guess in a way Seattle or not the Seattle game. Um, the Broncos game went where the Rams can't do anything for like the first half, you know, maybe they get a touchdown, but that's it. Or they, you know, or whatever, but Niners can't respond and it's just, it's low scoring. And then even though I mentioned the Rams have not done well in the fourth quarter this year, that whole going back to the beginning of the podcast, you need a full, you know, four games before you can start drawing any grand sweeping conclusions. I have a feeling that the Rams, unlike the Broncos, don't just you know add a, a go-ahead touchdown, but they start to pour it on after halftime, and they'll finish this one with a 27-13 win over the 49ers. The offensively challenged 49ers, D'Amico Ryan's in the defense. They're like, "Hey guys, we kept you in the game for the better part of three quarters. You need to start doing your job, and making our lives easier." Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's going to be another offensive embarrassment just because, like I said, I, I don't see anything 
from San Francisco that suggests a turnaround is coming anytime soon. Um, I said this a year ago and the 49ers were going up against mm-hmm. the Rams and we were dead wrong. So yep. that was cool. It worked out. Um, I'm going to say it again, just because I don't see anything that suggests that things are going to get better um, in Jimmy Garoppolo's second start of the year. Uh, and I don't know. It's, it's just kind of how I see this thing panning out. So 27-13 Rams. 49ers go to one and three, and there will be a lot more questions on Tuesday morning. Hooray! Um, well, I'm I'm I, I started with with something closer to that, um, brought it down a little bit, and then eventually, after thinking about it a little bit more, I was like, all right, so here's how I think it's going to go. So I'm with you. I was I was more with. I think this is going to be another low scoring game, very similar, not another ten to eleven game, because goodness gracious, um, what a what a score. Um, but I do think this is this is a game where it's not going to take a lot of points for the winner to win. Um, and so I'm going to go Niners get back to even two and two with a 17-13 win. But I think the offense is not. It's it's going to be one of those like they won, but we're still having a conversation about the fact that the offense only scored 10 points because the defense is going to get like going to get a uh, either score a touchdown themselves or put the offense in such a position where they technically score the touchdown. But, you know, it's one of those like interceptions down to the five and then they punch it in um, kind of thing or or the defense scores or something like that. Um, I, I just feel like this is a, a good matchup for the 49ers defense against the the Rams offense the way it's been struggling so far. Um, and I, so I, that, that's the kind of game that I'm sort of expecting, um, to see, I think the Niners will, will, will take it, but it will still, it will be one that will not leave us going, well, everybody's back and everyone's fine and it's going to be okay. And it's going to be another, and the, and so I will also predict that next week's discourse will be in spite of the fact that the Niners are now two and two, are are they any good? Like that's the whole conversation going to be next year, next week, uh, as we head, as they head out to come say hi to me, actually, on the old uh, on the old East Coast for for next week's game. So, you don't um, see anybody? Anybody going to be staying at your house from the team? Um, they have not asked me, um, Jimmy, if you'd like to come see the house that I was preparing to to have ready for you. Um, if you would become a Panther, that will have to wait a year now because that's maybe where you can go next year. Um, but no, I don't think so. Uh, still trying to figure out exactly what the plan is um, as to whether or not I'm going to physically go because, um, you know, you get to a certain point in a football stadium where you're like, I think I can see people down there when little dots running around um and it makes it hard to to experience but uh i think i think we have some some things lined up so hoping hoping i'll be able to go uh to uh bank of america stadium uh next weekend so there you go cool all right peter well um any other final thoughts before we send the people off uh you know hey i always I, i i i joke with this Enjoy a day off from 49ers football on Sunday. Yeah, you, know, you go. Like, what your, your, whatever your routine is, just go sit back, watch some games that you really aren't that invested in. <laughs> I Maybe I say this more because football to me is like work. Yeah. <laughs> Especially on 49er game days. So when the 49ers aren't playing on a Sunday, it's like, oh, I can actually sit back and enjoy games. <laughs> like, I don't need to write. I don't need to think about much of anything. I'm just going to sit back and be a fan once again. So uh, go enjoy it. Go have fun and then just get ready for Monday night. 
I like it. Good word. Good word. I'll probably end up watching uh, the the Niners opponent for next week because those are the games that we get. Um, you know, local local access. There you go. Okay. Well, um, thanks uh, as always for listening to this episode of the Niner Noise Podcast, part of the Fan Sided Podcast Network. Please continue to check out NinerNoise.com for all your latest 49ers news and analysis. And be sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. And of course, share it with all your fellow 49er fan friends. So until next time, let's sound the horn, 49ers. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.